0: I am feeling the love and gratitude, as usual, because this baby podcast that started less than two months ago is about to hit our first thousand downloads. Actually, by the time you're listening to this, we probably will have hit it from this episode. So I am thanking you for listening, thanking you for sharing, thanking you for letting me know that it's making an impact. This feels like the most perfect way to be ending my year, celebrating the birth of this show and looking forward to what we're going to create in 2022 and how many people we're going to inspire and how many lives we're going to transform. And with that, enjoy episode eight. Hello and welcome back to Passionate and Prosperous. So one of my intentions with this show is to bring forward some of the deeper thinking and mindset shifting that we really need to do when we're living and creating our passionate and prosperous lives. So, you know, I've defined passionate and prosperous many times already, and I will continue to do that because it's so important to me to keep putting across the idea that a passionate and prosperous life and business is where you make money and have the money that you would like or need in order to fund your passions or your lifestyle that you want, you know, in order to invest in whatever you want or need to, in order to be who you need to be, in order to do the things you want to do, in order to have the things that you want to have. And hopefully you're doing that by using your gifts and your skills and doing the work that lights you up. And if you're not necessarily earning money or making your living doing what lights you up, right, because I always want to talk about this, too, because I don't want anyone to feel alienated (laughs) and think that this is not for you if you have a job with a salary, right? Even though a lot of what I speak about um, is what it's like to really create that entrepreneurial life or to be a creative or to kind of do things outside the box, those of you who do have jobs with salaries. This is not to alienate you. But what I hope you get from the podcast and what you take away from this is just that you're making a choice with intention to make your living not necessarily feeling like it's like the passionate work that lights you up, but you're doing it because you are in alignment with the fact that knowing that you're earning money, right, allows you to fund the things in your life that you're passionate about and that that feels like really good to you you know and so that's really important for me to make a distinction about which is that i never want to make it sound like you know the only way that you're living a passionate and prosperous life is if you're you know doing something really non-conventional and being an entrepreneur but what this whole podcast is about is just about making sure that the choices that you make the choices that you're making about what you do with your time and and your energy, and how you use what feels like it's important to be used inside of you, you know, your talent, whatever it is that you know you're good at, or whatever it is that you feel you must do in order to feel like you're being your full self, that however you get to do that, whether that's how you want to make money, or if you make money some other way, and you use that money to fund yourself being able to do those things, that's all I care about, right? So, You know, to me, a passionate and prosperous life is not just an ordinary life, meaning it's not something that happens by accident. And it's definitely not something that happens when you go through life just using what I refer to as the default settings of your brain. So your average person is going through life on default, accepting their situations, being afraid to make change, not making bold and risky moves. As you know, I like to say, feeling stuck or like they have no choices. And the ordinary life is when you pretty much are just adopting the mindset that you just need to accept your circumstances. Even if you are not liking your experience, and a passionate and prosperous life is one that's created, right? And it's created by you and the choices that you make so it's proactive it's intentional and sometimes it is uncomfortable it it actually requires a tremendous amount of courage vulnerability work and action to create a passionate and prosperous life so You know, if the only thing that you ever take away from me and this show is to go out (laughs) and get into action, then I'm like, my work is done. I've succeeded. So at the end of the day, everything can be distilled down to the fact that creating the life and business or the life and or business that we want takes being in action, constant and consistent action. And the kicker is that the default settings of the human brain, as I mentioned above or earlier, are designed and determined to keep us from taking action unless it is super comfortable, not too big, and just what we need to do to keep us alive. So, so the default settings of your brain are not awesome. Newsflash. They are what I call low vibration. So these low five def- low vibe default settings can be described as just doing what's necessary to stay alive or doing what feels comfortable and essentially just surviving. So <clears throat> I'm sure you've heard of surviving versus thriving, right? Like that's like a kind of like a like a thing. Surviving versus thriving. Well, surviving is just getting by and thriving is about making choices and being in action. Our job as human beings that want to evolve, grow, and create massive success for ourselves is to know what keeps us from taking action. Because it's only through action that we can create or manifest anything. So in order to be in action and not held back by those default settings, right? And I want to just even go more into what the default settings are like. Your default brain settings are the settings that end up causing things like overwhelm, self-doubt, worry. When you're in low vibe, fear is very, very, you know, prominent. Um, Low vibe is limiting beliefs, Right. In order to not be held back by all of those default things right, and to be in action, you must be a person who is curious and interested in understanding how your brain works, how the universe works, how energy works, and how your relationship works to things like time and money. And that is what we're going to be looking at today. Our complicated <laughs> at best and ever present relationship with time and money. And the reason why I say ever present is because <laughs> first of all, time is time. <laughs> time, time is always present. And, and the, the, the thing about the brain is that being in the present moment is one of the most challenging things for the brain, right? Our brains want to go dwell in the past and replay all of the things that have happened. You know, when you're like going back and, and trying to like replay a conversation or try to see where something went wrong, you know, that's you being stuck in the past. And then our brains get really stuck in the future. That's worry. Worry is always worrying about what's going to happen in the future, right? So getting present and having a relationship with time where we truly can be in the present moment, I mean, that is an ongoing, you know, quest, we'll call it, right? And then there's the ever-present relationship to money, okay? I mean... I you know, I, I don't think that my passionate—I don't think that Stacey Brass Russell's Passionate and Prosperous podcast is necessarily going to make it into, like, you know, the <laughs> like the headphones of, you know, billionaires. So I know my audience, and my audience, I believe— That even when we're making it, like even when we're making good money, when we're having, you know, abundance and what we want, I think that money is complicated and we carry forward with us our relationship to money. We carry forward like our legacy of money all the way back from like our ancestors. But anyway, that's probably another episode. (laughs) But, What I'm talking about is that like money is something that we must be willing to like look at. We have to understand our relationship to money because these two things, time and money, can be the biggest obstacles to us taking action. And action is the most important thing for us to do if we want to create, build, grow, expand our passionate and prosperous lives. Nothing is done without action and time and money are two of the things that interfere with us being in action. So we have to examine our beliefs and our behaviors when it comes to these relationships, the relationship with time and money. So with that, we don't pass up opportunities and waste time and spin our wheels and delay our outcomes and essentially keep ourselves from making the investments of both time and money in ourselves and in what we truly desire. And if we allow that to happen, if we allow, if we keep ourselves from making those investments, we're ultimately going to end up feeling regret. And I'm going to make a really bold statement here, as I like to do, and I'm just going to say that having the passionate and prosperous life and business that you desire can be directly connected back to the decisions that you make about what to do with your time and what to do with your money. Creating a passionate and prosperous life requires investing, and and I believe you know, and you know, I'm I'm not here to be like a you know investment <laughs> broker. I believe that what the investing I'm talking about is broken down into three general types of investments: investing in yourself. Investing in your life and investing in your business. So everything takes investing. And what we invest is time and money. Now, we're not always investing in both at the same time, but we're always investing at least one or the other in order to get what we want. And it sometimes feels like investing, right, is more like sacrificing. So when we perceive ourselves to be making a sacrifice, right, like I'm sacrificing my time to get what I want or I'm sacrificing this money, you know, I'm spending money, uh, like that I don't have, right, and it feels like sacrificing, right, I always think it's best to reframe that and you'll hear me talk about reframes hopefully many times because I believe that reframing is one of the most accessible and simple mindset tools that we have, right? Not everything works with a reframe. Not everything can be, you know, just, oh, I have this thought. What would be a reframe of that thought? But there are a lot of things we can reframe. And one of the things I love to reframe is when we perceive ourselves to be making a sacrifice, I always think it's in our best interest to reframe that as investing, I'm not sacrificing, I'm investing. If I think I'm sacrificing something in order to get something else that I want, I'm going to decide, right, that that is me investing in my future self or my future outcome. So let's just talk about time and money, right? Time and money are both things that we often feel that we need more of in order to feel comfortable. So I'm going to repeat that. (laughs) Time and money are both things that we often feel that we need more of in order to feel comfortable and in order to take action. So this is really big. I'm sure that if you took a moment right now and thought about a time that you delayed doing something, right, delayed taking an action, delayed... Even just putting yourself out there for something, or putting, you know, writing a book, or um, you know, trying to create clients in your business, or telling someone about like this big idea that you have. I, I bet you could think of more than one occasion where you delayed doing that because you thought that there would be a time that you would feel more comfortable doing it, that you would be more ready doing it, that, you know, there was just going to be a better time, that now wasn't the right time because you you actually were actually feeling uncomfortable, right? And then I want you to think about the possibility of how many times you didn't do something that cost a certain amount of money that would be an investment in either yourself, your life or your business, right? That you didn't take action because you were thinking that, you know, like it, it wasn't a good time or you you needed more money or you couldn't spend the money. So basically we can all come up with times that we know that because of either time or money, we made a decision right, that we needed more of either one of those things in order to feel comfortable taking action. So this is so big. This is such an um, important thing to look at, the fact that we all know that we have made decisions in our lives to not take action because we thought we needed either more time or more money, right, or both, And that's not the only way that the time thing comes up. (laughs) Time is really tricky. Time is, I'm obsessed with time, just so you know. So (laughs) there'll be other episodes about our relationship to time. But time can either feel like you need more of it, you're like, oh, I'm going to wait, I'm going to delay, I'm going to, I'm going to, I need more time before I can do that. Or we use it the other way and we use it just as much as an excuse. I don't have enough time, right? I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time for that. How often do you say you don't have enough time? I mean, I really work with my relationship to time. I really try because I know how tricky and slippery time is. I mean, I've been, you know... When you're a yoga teacher, which I think if you've been listening to me and this podcast, you know, I've been teaching yoga for 20 years. And when you think about how many times a yoga teacher says, let's get into the present moment, how often yoga teachers talk about the present moment, like any of us are experts in the present moment, right? But I've been thinking about that for 20 years (laughs) at the present moment, right? So I know how important it is to look at our relationship to time. And even I know that I find myself saying, oh, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time, right? So we either don't have enough time or we need more time. And we either don't have enough money or we need more money, (laughs) right? So... So when we're thinking that we need more money before we can take action, right? Externally, that often shows up as the thought, it's important to look at our thoughts, that we can't afford anything, right? So how does it show up? It shows up as thinking we can't afford anything. So therefore, it shows up as us not investing in things. It shows up as us being scared to spend, like I'm scared to let go of that money, right? I'm scared, I'm grasping, I'm clinging, I'm scared to let go of it, I'm afraid I won't be able to um, to replace it, you know, what if something happens, what if I can't get that money back? It shows up as depriving ourselves of the things that inspire us or spark our passion even, Right. So I'm, I'm not going to do these things that I love to do because they cost money. And, um, you know, and I'm just going to, like, be OK with that when actually we're depriving ourselves of the things that when we do them, they put us more in touch with whether it's our passion or our spark of aliveness. Right. And sometimes doing those things cost money. And when we're thinking that we need more time, that shows up often as what I call I'll be ready when syndrome, right? Well, I'm not going to do that now because I need to do this, this, and this before I'm ready. Or, well, I'll be ready as soon as this happens or that happens or I get this finished, right? The other, Another way that it shows up is thinking that there's ever going to be a good time, a good time to make change or do something scary or risky. That's the funniest one, right? Like when you really think about it, is, is there ever going to be a good time to disrupt everything, upend everything, make a huge change, do something that's going to like scare you or feel like a risk? Do you ever think you're going to have a moment where you're like, you know what, this feels like the exact perfect time to just Throw everything into chaos. But we think there's going to be a good time, right? Um, it also shows up as thinking that we need to prepare more. That's kind of like I'll be ready when syndrome. When things are going to be perfect, right? So perfectionist's relationship to time, oh, my God, right? The perfectionist is – never perfect so they're never taking action you know because they're waiting for things to be perfect right or what is another thing that happens when we need more time we're going to do it when it feels easier when things are going to be easy somehow we have this idea that there's going to be this magical time in the future that all of a sudden everything's going to be easy and then here's the best one when things quiet down (laughs) <laughs> when, when things quiet down. So I don't even know what that means. Is that like when <clears throat> when you retire or, you know, I, I don't even know. So these are the funny things. These are the, the dialogues that we have with ourselves. And I'm not meaning to like make light of it or make fun of any of us. I'm just pointing out that the list goes on of the things that we will tell ourselves about time and money, you know, to justify not taking action. So what I'm about to say, I'm going to say is like the writer downer of this episode, right? So if you you want to take notes or remember anything I say, this is what I think would be the most important thing to remember, okay? You can always make more money, but you can't make more time. So when it comes to these complicated relationships with time and money, One thing that I'm offering up to you as a starter point, as a a beginning place of what to do about this relationship, these relationships, is to fully absorb into what I'm saying. We can even call it a paradigm. You know, like these first few episodes of the podcast have been what I consider to be these foundational um, paradigm, kind of paradigm forming episodes you know <clears throat> say yes before you know how you can always make more money but you can't make more time is kind of like a, a, a paradigm right that i want you to think of along with the other paradigms that we've been starting to you know put down as, through the episodes like the idea of like that you have to be able to say yes before you know how you know that y- knowing your why is really really important um so I'm I'm here that you can't do anything wrong, right? That there's nothing new and you can't do anything wrong. So here's another one. And this can be a, a jumping off point or a beginning point for what to do about this this I'm going to call it like if we let it go, this default setting of time and money in the brain, right? If we let it run rampant, we're just going to have all those thoughts that I just went through. We're going to have all those excuses. We're going to have all those reasons not to take action. So if we have to begin somewhere, I'm offering this up to you. Money is something that can be made. Time, you can't go back in time. You can't get more of time. You can't change the chronological you know, timeline of your life. But you can always make more money. And when it comes to making really important decisions about how or when to invest in yourself and your future and your passionate and prosperous life and your business and making the choices that are going to help you to change your experience or that are going to give you the tools that you need when it comes to making any of those decisions, I hope that from this moment forward, you will have this little message. Maybe you'll even have my voice saying it. Who knows? But you can always make more money, but you can't make more time. So, again, like I said earlier, thinking about all of the times that you've said to yourself or someone else that the reason that you can't do something or can't move forward or can't take action is either because you don't have the money, don't have the time, or you need more time, right? you know, there are so many people who are like, I want to, I need to find out about procrastination. I want someone to help me stop procrastinating. I'm like, well, what do you think procrastination comes from? What do you think it is? Procrastination, you know, yeah, it can be it can relate to having, you know, some form of attention deficit disorder. You know, you can be a cr- procrastinator because you get easily distracted or, you know, you prefer to just do things that, you know, are fun and easy and you don't want to do anything that, you know, is a little uncomfortable or takes time. I mean, those, there's so many things that can cause procrastination. But I think what we're talking about today, I think these are the biggest procrastination catalysts of all time. Time and money. So I can't tell you how many people I have met, talked to, taught, worked with that think that they can't make the important changes or decisions or choices that they want to make or do the things that they want to do because they don't have the money, they don't have the time, or they think they need more time to prepare or, and this is a big one, to even justify it. So we have this, like, this, this whole system of justification that is often based on nothing or it's based on some old, like an old story or an old belief, but we haven't updated it where we think that in order to take the actions that we want to take or in order to, you know, make the choices that we want to make that we have to be able to justify them, justify them to who? Maybe to ourselves, but often it's about justifying it to others and not even always specific others, not even always, you know, the actual people in our life, but just thinking that like the world at large is going to judge me or question me or think something about me if I spend this money or do this thing that I want to do now instead of later, someone else is going to be the person who's going to go, well, what what are you doing? And then I'm going to feel like I have to have some way of justifying it. Right? So I think you can see where we're going with this, which is that time and money are two hugely important commodities and we need to deal with our relationships to them because we need them. We need to work with time, we need to work with money. These are these are commodities. Time is gold. Time is gold. When when I'm when I see coaches and creatives and service-based individuals that are trying to be entrepreneurs that want to be making a living by having clients, by having people who need their services and to work with. And I see them doing no work, okay, to to build their no-like and trust or to offer value. Right. I'm all about service-based business strategy. You'll hear me talk about that all the time. And what that means is if you come to me, to help you with business strategy, the strategy is not going to be, let's take out Facebook ads and let's find you a funnel and let's do all of these automated things that are going to remove you from the process. And then people are just going to get funneled into your calendar and they're going to want free calls with you. I mean, (laughs) like that is such bullshit. So of course that is not happening. Service-based business strategy is that in order to get the call, in order to get the consultation, in order to be on the phone with someone who's now interested in talking with you about whether or not you're the person, That they want to partner with to be their coach or to be the creative person that does their website or that, you know, works with them on their content or that, you know, that they're going to use you as their, their, their coach, their, their health coach or their life coach, or they're going to, you know, be, they're going to come to you for anything that they need that has to do with them getting an outcome that they want and working with you in a trusting partnership. How are they going to trust you? Why would they get on a, on a free call with you unless they had had some reason to do that? Because even a free call is someone's time. It's your time. That's first of all, that you're investing in your business, right? You're not getting paid for that time if you're doing a free consultation. But the important thing to remember is that It's the other person's time too. And time is a commodity. So why would someone give you an hour of their time? When you think about what your time means to you, you think about how often you think you're so busy and you don't have enough time and you're running around and you're trying to fit everything in and your life is you know requiring you to do this. And you think about what a commodity your time is, imagine what it – feels like to be someone who is signing on to take a free conversation. I I have to talk to people all the time about this and say, I don't I don't want you to be disappointed that people aren't just lining up for free calls with you. You're not doing enough. You're not putting enough of anything out there in the world to justify it because nobody has any reason to believe that they should give up their precious golden commodity of their time to have a conversation with you because you haven't let them know that you actually can help them or that you have something that they think that they might really specifically need. So anyway, we can have a whole episode on that. But I'm I'm, I'm emphasizing how important time is as a commodity. I think sometimes people think money is the big commodity, but time is a huge commodity. So back to our relationships about time and money. Imagine how many times you've thought or said out loud, I can't afford that. Or I just need to make some more money first before I can invest in that. Or now is just not a good time for me because I'm so busy. I just need to wait until my life feels less hectic, right? So what we consistently do is push taking action further and further forward. So I'm going to say again, You can always make more money, but you can't make more time. Now, you might be thinking, that's not true. I can't always make more money. I'm trying right now to make money and I can't get any clients. So I don't know what the hell you're talking about, Stacey. But what I'm here to tell you is that, and I know this is going to, I might sound like you might be like, you're an asshole. That's just your limiting beliefs talking. It's your story. It's your stories it's your money story, it's your money mindset. <laughs> and that's a real thing. It's a real thing. I know you probably hear coaches and people like me talking all the time about your mindset, but I swear that your money mindset is a thing and that it can it can keep you from making money or it can launch you into the energy of abundance. So, I, I think I've always said, um, you're always going to get a balance of woo and practical from me, right? Because I don't believe that you're just going to magically get money falling in your lap, I don't believe that manifestation happens just because you put like a picture of like a wad of money on your vision board. But I do believe a bazillion percent that's like a very high percentage that. Your money mindset, which basically means your thoughts and beliefs around money, are going to have an impact in what you experience in in the world. How you experience making money, how you experience spending money. And one of the things that happens when we have a, a, a scarcity mindset is that we don't believe that money is available to us. Right? That we don't believe that that money is available to us. <clears throat> so, I'm here to tell you, right, that that it is. You may have to get creative, you have to may have to change your habits and your behaviors, you have to may have to make some sacrifices. You may even have to work more jobs or hours than than you feel like it, in order to make more money. And and I'm not I don't want anyone ever to think that I believe that any of us should put ourselves in like a total detriment, but sometimes we have to take out a loan. So the point is, is that money can be made, right? It can be gotten, it can be found. But on the other hand, you cannot get back your time. Your clock is ticking in every way, including your biological clock. So, you know, in episode one, when I talked about the, the, What's the meaning of this podcast and what am I here to talk about? And one of the things I said was that we would be talking about making bold and risky moves. And most of the time, bold and risky moves involve investing in yourself, investing in your life, investing in your business, even if you don't know what the outcome is going to be. Or a bold and risky move means doing something Before you feel ready or prepared or like it's a good time or a bold and risky move is that you do something even if you think you don't have the time, right? (laughs) In which case, sometimes investing money can buy you time. (laughs) So the return on investing money is not always money. Sometimes you can buy time with money and that is worth it, right? When I work with people and they are – this is just like an example of how time buys you – how money buys you time, right? I work with so many um, creatives and individuals who feel like tech is not their thing. This is me. This is me. I mean, I have some... I'm I'm okay with, with a lot of tech stuff. I've taught myself a lot because I invested a lot of time in the beginning in learning a lot of things. But I'll give you a perfect example. I wanted to do this podcast, right? It was really important to me to do this podcast. And I took a, a podcast, like, launch accelerator course. I don't remember what it's called. Last year. And I didn't know what the course was going to be. And I take this course and... So much of it was about how to like do it all yourself, you know, like how to edit your podcast, how to do all the things, like how to get it on a platform, how to push it out into the different feeds, how to, oh my God, I was losing my mind because honestly, I had no interest. I had no interest. Now, I could have gone through the course and forced myself to do all that and it would have taken me a really long time because A, I didn't want to do it. So, when we don't want to do things, it takes longer. B, I probably would have been really frustrated and not even been good at it because, because I had already decided I wasn't, didn't want to do that skill. I have so many other places that I need to be putting my skills and my time and my focus and doing things I'm good at that, you know, I'm, you know, at the time I was 52 years old, I was like, I don't feel like learning this. So, for me, investing the money in hiring my awesome producer, right, and paying, I'm saving myself so much time from having to do the things that I don't want to do. So when we invest, and I, so I was going to say, I have all these clients, for example, that don't feel good at tech. So you know what, sometimes you have to pay somebody to like, make your stuff on you know, on the on a website, sometimes you have to pay somebody to do an, an email thing for you, if it is worth it to you to get your time back. So so it's very important to remember that buying time with money is something that is very, very worth it if you're going to be able to use your time doing things that are going to further you in your life and your business more quickly, right? If you can get more done, if you can do the things that you're better at and not waste your time doing the things that you're not good at. So can we always be guaranteed a return on our investment that has a direct correlation? Like if I invest this money right now, I'm going to get something back like at the end of it Not necessarily. You can't always know when you'll see the return and you don't always know what form it'll come in, right? Investing in ourselves, our lives, and our business does not always have a specific linear way that the results come back. So making investments, whether it's investing our time and our money, often feels like a big, bold, and risky move because what makes something feel risky is when we don't know the outcome when we're not guaranteed and what's really interesting is that so many of you who are listening to this if you are a coach or a creative or someone who helps other people to get results something that's really important for you to think about and remember is that you can't even guarantee results to somebody we can't guarantee results. I'm sorry. I cannot guarantee very, very specific results for my clients. I can guarantee that I'm going to provide them with the tools that they need to get results. But when it all comes down to it, right, this is a partnership. This is involves two people. And results are are an unknown until they're actually happening or what the results will actually be. So anybody who guarantees results, I don't actually think that that's possible in the the kind of work that I do. I don't think that you can guarantee that through your support, someone is going to be able to do something, right? Unless they are showing up and doing certain work as well, right? And there has to be this kind of, I don't know. I'm not going to call it magical, but there has to be this, 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 um, you know, thing that happens inside of some transformation. <laughs> That's a good word. The one I'm looking for in order for someone to get the outcome that they are looking for. So let's go back to this big objection about money, which is the I can't afford it objection. And the thing is, is that not only is it the number one objection that we often come up with for ourselves, but it's the number one objection that most of the people that I work with are afraid they're going to hear from their potential clients, (laughs) right? So I can't afford it is a a very, very um, kind of generic statement. That we all use when we are actually afraid of making an investment, right? And it's not only afraid, I'm going to go into all the different things that, like, I can't afford it really means, right? But when we say or think I can't afford it, right? Whether it's afford my money or afford my time, and we also hear it from the people that we are. Hoping to work with, right? The belief that we can't afford it or that no one can afford it is confirmed in our, in our brains, right? So the belief that we can't afford it, we create the experience by hearing it from other people as well. And we take all of that and we put it together and we put our feet down and we dig our heels in and we have the idea that no one can afford anything and no one will pay me for my services and this is really common among the creatives the artists the healers the yoga teachers the performers the coaches all of us that are in this like service based you know um, industry the healers the 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 people that are that are heart centered soulful right. A very common thing that we all share is what I call the legacy of lack, the lack mindset, the scarcity mindset. And the reason why it's a legacy is because we carry it forward with us, right? And it follows us until we decide to break it. And so, where does it, where do we carry it forward from? Where does it follow us from? Well, it could be from many places. It could be from our grandparents. It could be from our are you know the 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 money story in the home that we grew up in it could be because we you know start off as these you know creatives and we think it's like kind of glamorous to be a starving artist you know and 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 it, at a time it's a badge of honor but then over time it kind of gets old right like you don't want to be a starving artist. You don't want to be, you know, someone who is in a profession where all anyone talks about is how hard it is to make a living. For a while, when you're younger, you could get away with it. There's something about it, you know, that scrappy time of life. And, you know, it's kind of like it's okay to sort of be getting by without a lot of money. But at some point in your life, that lack mindset, that legacy of lack, it's, un- it's unwelcome, It stops working for you, right? It's no longer glamorous. It's no longer like, I'm an artist and that's why I am always, you know, living paycheck to paycheck or I never know where my next dollar, nobody wants to live like that, right? So this legacy of lack mindset, this idea that like we can't afford things and that no one can afford things is something that we have to choose to look at and break, Now, are there times that we truly can't afford something? Yes, absolutely. When I was younger, I mean, for my 20s, right, for various reasons in my life, my father had died when I was 19. I was cut off from, like, having a lot of support that I – would have had from my parents. I was an actress. I was supporting myself when I wasn't in shows by temping. And so there was times where I was subletting, where I couch surfed. There was a lot of time when all my belongings were in a storage space and I really legitimately couldn't afford to pay for certain things that I wanted or needed. So I definitely am not here to sound like an, you know, an asshole and say that there's never a time when one can can't you know truly can't afford something but what I am here to talk about is when we use the belief or thought or idea that we can't afford something and it's actually code for something else um, so what would it be code for I'm not willing to spend money on that right now I'm scared to invest in that that's not that important to me it doesn't feel urgent there are actually other things I would rather spend my money on. I'm not worthy of making that investment. I don't deserve to spend that money. Who am I to have something that costs that much? So You get the gist, right? So this is what keeps us from investing our time and our money, right? Fear. Fear that we won't be able to make back the investment if we spend the money. Fear that we're not ready. What if I take this chance and I wasn't ready? Fear that we'll fail. Fear of what other people will think. Fear of any outcome, (laughs) a good outcome or a bad outcome. What if I get what I want? There's a lot of fear around that. And what if I don't get what I want? So in order to live a passionate and prosperous life, you must invest in yourself, your life, and your business. And the time to do it is as soon as possible. So I've made some really big decisions to invest in myself, right, and my life and my business without knowing the outcome when I didn't have the money and when it didn't necessarily feel like a good time. Because what does a good time mean? It means it's a comfortable time. And the thing is that most of the times that we are ready or want to up level or make a change or start something new or just have something that we want, right, there's an investment involved, whether it's time or money. And it usually doesn't feel comfortable because we're usually not just like hanging around, feeling like we have an abundance of everything. And woo, now feels like a really good time for me to do that. So, you know, a major time that I, that I invested time and money or money, especially energetically that I didn't know if I had was when I made the choice to leave just being a yoga teacher, working at a studio, Where I was managing to pull together a lot of money, actually, between my private clients, my super busy classes, the I had a little management position, and all that together, I was making six figures. I was making pretty good money, but I was miserable working where I was working. I was working for someone else. I was pouring my heart and soul into someone else's business and getting no reward. I was actually getting abused and it was a horrible situation. And when the opportunity came along for me to open up a yoga studio, it was terrifying. I didn't really have a savings. I know I said I was earning six figures, but I had paid off my student loans and a lot of debt and I had just started investing in myself by hiring a musical director and working on my own music, my own show, which was so important for me as an artist. And I also knew that the universe was giving me this opportunity and that I didn't know when I was going to get it again. And I felt that spending any more time in the situation that I was in was somehow going to become a mistake that I would not be able to get that time back. And even though it didn't feel comfortable, it didn't feel like, oh, I've had enough time to think about this and put aside money and savings so that I could dive into opening a small business where we may not make a profit for like who knows how long, right? Even though I didn't know that, I made the decision to go ahead and say yes and quit my job and go ahead and open a yoga studio. Another time... Very shortly after was that at that very same time that I opened a yoga studio, I, in the process of opening it, I met my now husband and I was already 42 years old and we fell in love and we wanted to get married like within the first two years of knowing each other and we started trying to have a family and I was already older than then that then then that was working well and we had to embark in fertility treatments and i was in a brand new studio where i wasn't making a lot of money my husband wasn't making like enough money for me to not have to contribute money and fertility treatments were really 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 expensive and you know it was christopher at the time that we were making some big decisions as things kept failing and we kept being given the opportunity to like, well, do you want to do it again? Or do you want to you know, get a donor, an egg donor, which cost, you know, $35,000? And we didn't have that money and we were looking at loans and we were taking money out of our IRAs. And it was my husband, Christopher, when we were making this decision and the clock was ticking on my body. That Christopher said, well, you know what? We can always make more money. We'll always be able to figure out where to make more money, but we can't make more time. And so me sharing that with you as a paradigm, even though I had been living that for a long time in my actions, it was actually Christopher putting it like that at that time that, that really gave me this incredible anchor, this incredible... Um, way of looking at, at, at investing in ourselves, in our lives, in what was important to us that, that it didn't, you know, shift it a hundred percent. Cause I already was inclined to be that way. We were inclined to be that way together. That's why we're a perfect match. <laughs> but it was really a clarity, the way that he said it, that allowed me to really see that as something that I wanted to live by. And now I'm sharing it with you. So, what can you do about your time? Oh, and you know, I've seen so many people question investing in trainings. You know, all the conversations I had with people that wanted to do their yoga teacher training and then would be hemming and hawing and torturing themselves about whether or not it was a good time to invest in. Could you know? And and what I can tell you is that when you know that it's time for you to do something that's going to afford you new possibilities and choices, when you know that there's something that you can invest in that is going to make the next thing possible for you, that's going to make it possible for you to change your circumstance, that's going to give you that skill that you want to now be able to use to make money so that you don't have to do what you're not happy with, when you're given this, you know, this choice to make about making an investment of your time and money in yourself, or in your business, even to work with a business coach, you have no idea how many people have come to me tormenting themselves about making the investment in themselves in their business, because their business hasn't started making money yet. And they don't feel that it's justified to hire a coach. And I have to have this conversation with them where I say, but Hiring a coach is probably how you're going to finally make the money. We're going to figure out why you're not making money, right? So what you need to be able to do, what we all need to be able to do is look at, at our relationship to time and money And know that the time piece is really important. And the more that you delay the investing in yourself, your business and your life, the longer it's going to be before you get to have the changes or the success or the next leveling or the up leveling or that thing that you need in order to get to where you want to go. So what can we do about that? How do we look at our money mindset, right? How do we what are the things that we that we need to do? Well, first of all, we need to be willing to see time as a commodity. It's really really important. See time as a commodity. Teach yourself to see time that that delaying your outcomes is is not going to feel good. It's not going to serve you. And when you start to ask yourself like What becomes possible for me if I do this now as opposed to later? You will start to see time as a commodity and you'll start to work with time rather than feeling like you're constantly fighting against it. Number two, you must do, we all must do our abundance work to understand the energetics of money. And that is a little bit of a woo thing, right? And there is work that we can do on feeling abundance there is a reality, which is that there is no limit. The universe does not have a cap on what is available for any one of us. And when other people are, are making money or having more of what we want, it does not mean that there's less for us. And this is deep work that we can do. We can all do, right? I do this work with my clients. I can do it with you if you feel that you need to do this work. We must look at our money mindset and our relationship to spending money and investing. We must learn how to see that investing money is not always, you know, something that has a direct return on the investment or where we're always going to know the outcome. We must look at our money mindset around believing what we can afford, whether or not other people can afford things. We have to be willing to shift our beliefs because our beliefs create our experiences and our experiences create our beliefs and we will put ourselves in a vicious loop and cycle if we don't look at the mindset that we've carried forward from our parents. Our parents whatever it is that your that your parents' relationship was to money and what they taught you about money and how they made you feel about money or whatever the thing always to remember is that, that was their that was their shit. And they were doing the best they could okay and And the thing is that you have to look at what did you carry forward without thinking about it or realizing it that doesn't serve you or work for you. And you get to change that because you know what? Our minds are malleable and it's all just stories. The next thing you have to be able to do is create a sense of urgency for yourself. We must know why it's important for us to have what we want now, right? If we don't have that connection and it's a little bit connected to our why, right? Like from from the other episode on your why because if you're not connected to that then you don't see anything like you don't you're not seeing why it's important for you to do this you're not seeing the consequences if you don't so when you create a sense of urgency for yourself you will become more willing to look at the consequences of what happens if you don't do it now and then finally here's the big one you have to do whatever you need to do to make money. Okay? You just do. Like, if you need money to invest and fund the things that are really important to you, then that may mean that you have to, like, work more hours. Like, you... If you have a story where you're like, but I'm 40 years old and I don't want to work like till nine o'clock at night. Okay, you can have that story. Listen, I'm 53 years old and I've worked my ass off. I've worked in the morning. I've worked at night. I've worked on the weekends. I work whenever I need to work to create what it is that I want to create. Do I know that there's going to be a time when I'll be able to like work differently or work less hours? Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. I know that. And there are times when I do work less and times when I work more. But the thing is is that you need to look at what do you need to do in order to create more of a feeling that you have the money that you need. Maybe it's changing habits. Maybe it's sacrificing and doing less things or buying less things or spending. Maybe it's selling some stuff. Maybe it's taking a job that doesn't feel like it's the job that you really want or staying in a job so that you can have the money to do what you need to do. There are so many things that we need to look at around our relationship to money and making it because I believe that money can be made and it may not always be made in your passionate and prosperous business when you're first starting, but in order to do your passionate and prosperous business in life, you may need money to do it and to invest, and you may need to figure out where you're going to get that money from. And I know I may be sounding a little bit like kind of, you know, preachy right now, but I actually really do believe this because I've done it myself. And I know that it's possible. So this whole episode, if I want you to take anything away from it, it's what I've been saying over and over. It's that you can always make more money. You can't make more time. Your passionate and prosperous life and business and lifestyle and the things that you want to do require investing. They require investing of time. They require investing of money. And so getting clear on your relationships to those two major commodities in life is a priority. It is really important. It should not be put on the back burner. And if you are currently experiencing like feeling stalled or feeling like, you know, you can't do the things that you want to do, then this is probably a really good time for you to, to look at this and to ask yourself some of the you know the questions that i've been putting out there in 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 the course of this episode so that's what i came to tell you today that's what i came to talk about thank you so much for hanging and for listening i want to hear from you you know if you have a response if you have a question if you have a thought if if you have an aha please feel free to reach out to me. You can find me on social media, on Instagram, on my website. There are ways to contact me. I'm at Stacy at Stacy dot com. I really do welcome hearing from you. I want to build community. I want you to be part of my community. There are things for you to attend. There are free calls. There are workshops. There's all kinds of stuff happening. There's a Facebook group. So, you know, take a step toward me. I'll take a step toward you. And if, you are benefiting from listening to this show Um, please pass it on tell someone about it so with that I'll see you next week or you'll hear me next week we'll be together in the audio sphere and that's what I got for you today so I'm signing off bye so much for listening to passionate and prosperous with me stacy brass russell What a perfect time to remind you after talking about time, money, and investing in yourself and your business that enrollment is now open for Out of Overwhelm and Into Action. Out of Overwhelm and Into Action is my five-month signature group coaching program for coaches and creatives who are ready to use your gifts, skills, and passion to create offerings, clients, and revenue. And that begins on March 2nd. Right now, I'm offering early action bonuses. So go to stacybrass-russell.com to check out all of the details. And that's also where you can sign up for a free call with me to talk about it. Thank you for listening and being a part of the Passionate and Prosperous community. Please make sure to click the follow or subscribe button on your platform of choice so that you can get notified of new episodes every Wednesday. And if that happens to be Apple, it's the little plus sign on the top right. If you know anyone that you think would love this show, please spread the love and share it. Stay tuned for next week's episode and find out everything you wanted to know about manifesting and why you need to do it as always i'm sending you love and high vibes and remember life is hard and there's always something you can do about it